Yeah, hello, my PhD students. Welcome to this uh, great uh, research on uh, uh, God and humanity and the spiritual world. So let's go with the first presentation, and this will be the homework. I'm Tyler Hendricks, and I'd like to share with you some ideas from The Divine Principle. We look at this as a new expression of truth. Truth is unchanging, but how we express it changes. Truth has a mission, and that mission is to bring happiness. We share the earth today with seven billion other people, all of whom are spending their time doing something. There's one thing that everybody shares. We're all struggling to find happiness and avoid misfortune. And each of us is living our life to obtain joy and happiness from the small details of our everyday life to the major events that shape history. Every event reflects someone's desire for a happier life. So we need to find the path to happiness. We can't afford to be ignorant about this and about life and about the world. Now, if it is a real path to happiness, then, then it can create peace. And if it can do so authentically for an individual, then it can do so also for the family. And peaceful families will naturally create a peaceful society. And this will extend to nations and to the world. But what makes you feel joy and happiness? Happiness follows when my desires are fulfilled. I feel happy when I satisfy my desires, when I buy something that I saved up for, when I receive a gift, when I was able to do something I wanted to do, when I started working for a company that I wanted to work for, when I acquired some certification, when someone I love affirmed and accepted me, when I dated someone who I respect very much, when I married my eternal love. When we fulfill our desires, we experience happiness. The humanistic psychologist Abraham Maslow categorized human desire into five stages. He said that people live their lives in order to fulfill five stages of desires. The first is physiological desires. The second is the desire for security and safety. The third is social desire. The fourth is the desire to be respected. And the fifth is the desire for self-actualization. Our level of happiness, he said, increases based on the stage of desire we achieve. Fulfilling physiological needs brings temporary happiness, but gratifying desires for respect or desires for self-actualization brings a much greater sense of happiness. Now with the unification principle, we take a little bit different perspective. We believe that we have two opposing kinds of desires. We have good desires and evil desires. People are directed by an original mind that attempts to achieve good desires. But we also have an evil mind which attempts to fulfill evil desires. And we are torn between these two directions. In order to have happiness, 
we have to dispel the desires that lead us toward evil and pursue desires that lead us toward goodness. But we require the wisdom to dispel those evil desires that originate from our evil mind and to pursue good desires that originate from our original mind. The divine principle provides us with that wisdom. That means it is a guide toward happiness that can fulfill our good desires. Now let's talk about this contradictory nature. Within the same individual is a fierce struggle between the original mind inclined toward good desires and the evil mind inclined toward evil desires. Whenever something exists that is contradictory in its own nature, it will inevitably self-destruct. Imbued with such a contradictory nature, human beings and the world we create is self-destructive. The self-destructive state is called by Christianity the fall, and in Buddhism it is known as ignorance. When we look at the human fall from the intellectual standpoint, it means we fell into ignorance. So let's talk about this ignorance. We consist of a mind and a body, an internal and an external aspect. So there exist internal and external forms of knowledge. Accordingly, there are two kinds of ignorance, internal ignorance and external ignorance. What is internal ignorance? It means spiritual ignorance. For example, where did we come from? What is the value and goal of life? What happens after we die? Does God exist? What is good? What is evil? External ignorance means ignorance about the natural world, including our own physical body, about the fundamentals of the material world and the laws of nature. Human beings have ceaselessly been seeking the truth to transition from being ignorant to having knowledge. Religion has been the path of seeking the truth by overcoming internal ignorance, and science has been the path of seeking the truth by overcoming external ignorance. We seek to overcome both types of ignorance through religion and science. To be completely liberated from ignorance and follow only the, the desires of the original mind in the direction of goodness, one must find a truth that includes both science and religion, both internal and external truth. For this, we need a new truth that can become the path to happiness that can end conflict, that can end corruption and self-destructive behavior. What is truth? Truth is unique, eternal, unchanging, absolute. Can a book be the truth itself? In Christianity, it has been thought that the Bible alone is the absolute truth. But a book is not truth itself, but merely a text for teaching the truth. 
with the flow of time, a gradual process took place. In each era, man was given higher and higher levels of spirit and of knowledge. The range of truth that could be taught and the levels of expression and methods were shaped by the times in which they were delivered. Now, how do we fulfill the mission to create happiness? We have to find answers to the questions opened up by religion. For example, the meaning of the Bible, the teachings of the world's religions. For example, science, the ecological balance. For example, understanding the direction of history and the struggle between good and evil. This truth needs to lead humankind on the path to real happiness. Let's talk about the character of the new truth. It cannot be only a religious doctrine. It has to be an expression of universal truth. It has to arise from life experience, not just scholarly research or philosophical reflection. It cannot be the product of just another person's mind or experience. The new truth must come to us as a revelation from God. Our proclamation is that God has already sent a person upon this earth who can solve the fundamental problems of life and the cosmos. That person is none other than Reverend Sun Myung Moon. The unification principle of Reverend Sun Myung Moon calls us to follow this path to happiness for the 21st century. This person dedicated his life for the liberation of God and the salvation of humankind. He built a foundation in 194 countries. He left his words as a textbook and passed away on September 3rd, 2012. From now on, you will learn and become familiar with the concrete content of unification principle. I ask for your open-minded interest. Remove the stereotypes and any prejudices and seek to grasp the new truth with a serious mind. Adopt a posture of hope that this can lead you to good realizations and worthwhile experiences for your life. See you next time. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> no sound. <laughs> Thank you very much. This was presentation for today. This is homework. Yes. Uh...